heavy jacket and pack were covered in snow, and to any other man the two arms' length of powder he was blazing through would be enough of an excuse to turn back. But not for a foolish and determined man headed east in the northern wastes. Her eyes narrowed to ensure this was the same man she had been tracking for the last few days. The previous night she had gone ahead of him, anticipating the direction he was heading so that he might pass her by. Only once had she ended the life of someone whom she had incorrectly thought her bounty. Not this time. Yes, this was the man. The military coat still showed some of the dark green colour through the white powder. His stature was certainly that of a warrior. He was taller than the average male and certainly had a much broader chest. His arms were the size of tree limbs. The wind gusted unexpectedly, knocking off the soldier's hat. His auburn hair flashed as he made a grab for the soaked and worn head covering. After tugging it back onto his head, he resumed his trek. Though she cared less for the reason and more for the gold she would soon claim, it unnerved her to think of someone headed east after the rumours of the growing unrest in the south. She needn't lose much sleep tonight, however. Her first knife found his chest before he had comprehended the whirl of steel through the air. Clutching the handle now protruding from his heart, he staggered. It was only a breath before she was on him, blade drawn and brought to his neck. You're the most expensive bounty I've had in a year. It's been a pleasure. For a moment he struggled to reach around himself and grab his assailant. For a moment she feared he may have been able to draw his sword and do damage to her. But only for a moment. Her second blade made its cut deeply and effectively. His lifeless body sunk to the ground. She cleaned her blade carefully and returned it to its sheath. Her knife received the same treatment before it was fastened to her calf. The number of blades she wore, both concealed and in plain sight, outnumbered her own fingers. Her instructions were simple. Return the book and the necklace, and she'd have her reward. Both of these he had kept in a satchel, hung around his shoulder for the entirety of his time spent in the wastes. Anything else of value found on her kill was hers for the taking. When she eyed the beautifully crafted spear with its Asia gem set into the base of the tip, she hungrily relieved it from its former owner and took hold of it. A weapon so fine had not been seen in the wastes for many years. Quickly, she looked up from her business of looting and sniffed the air. This smell was new, not one she had encountered while tracking the man who was now nearly covered in snow. She breathed in deeply, then spun around on her heel. How he had avoided her for so long made her wonder if he had come from the forest as she had. She dropped the spear and drew her blade, swearing under her breath for letting him see her. He would not have the gift of sight for long. Chapter 2 Aelrin Balouv there was nothing but fog. It was all he could see. He could still hear the screams. He could still taste the salt water in his mouth. 
but all he could see, all he could remember, was fog. Sensations played in his head. Falling darkness, ear-splitting screams, water, fog. Suddenly a new sensation reached his senses. He was on fire. No, not on fire, but burning. In a moment he realized his eyes could open. In raising his eyelids a hair's breadth, he immediately regretted it. The sun was burning down on him. He closed his eyes. The light was blinding compared to the darkness and the fog. His arms were only sluggishly responding to his desires to move them. His feet were soaked along with most of his legs. He realized that half of him lay in water, not still water, but a tide. It was at this same moment he realized the terror.